Portions of the following program may be pre-recorded and is sponsored by People Help the People. Welcome to the Joey and Shiloh Show, your one-stop destination for laughter, inspiration, and triumph. This dynamic duo tackles life head-on and has a good time while doing it. So whether you're looking for a pick-me-up after a long day or seeking inspiration to overcome your own obstacles, you're in the right place. Now sit back and relax, because here come your hosts, Joey and Shiloh. Good morning, San Diego. This is Shiloh from the Joey and Shiloh Show. Um, <laughs> me and Joey had, we had, there was miscommunication this week. And so we will have one of our co-hosts doing the show today. And that co-host is me. So good morning. And we love you guys. Um, I, I'm excited. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to talk today a little bit more about kind of my life and, and how we, how me and Joey ended up on the radio. And so I hope you guys find it uh entertaining or or just fun and so um yeah <laughs> the you know me so it's funny because me and Joey we've known each other for about 12 years i i i met Joey because i was teaching his son karate and from that we had a friendship that grew and and you know i'm i'm blessed to call him one of my best friends and one time um this was about it was about six years ago. He had he had an idea to do a podcast, and so he called me. He's like, "Hey, uh, do you want to do a podcast?" And I said, "Sure." And so um, he was up in Temecula at the time, and I was down in San Diego. So I drove up, and he had he had a friend there with the camera and a couple of microphones, and we we ended up talking for about maybe forty five minutes, um, and we recorded it. We we didn't have any any clue with what we we're going to do with it, but it kind of started this, this little journey that we've been on. And so, um, fast forward to that night. And then a couple months later, we, uh, he had a, a boardroom in the office he was at and he, <laughs> we would do the same thing. We set up a camera and we would talk. And it was funny because, you know, we would tell people, <laughs> we had a podcast when all we had was a camera, but we liked talking. And so, um, we, we kind of did that on and off for a few more months. And then he ended up moving down to San Diego. And this is, this is fast forwarding to about probably a year and a half ago. And <laughs> it still gets me because then we took it more serious where we would set, we'd set the camera up, but then we set up a YouTube. So we started uploading some of our conversations to YouTube and all the while we just got the biggest kick out of it. We didn't really think, uh, we didn't really know if we had a skill or if it was just, we were completely blind, um, to reality, but we enjoyed it. And so, uh, we ended up meeting somebody, um, from church who had a, um, a recording studio and shout out to Caleb. And we, we told him about our idea we had and how we'd done, you know, at that point we probably did five or five or six uploads to YouTube and again, no topics. No, <laughs> we didn't, we didn't know what we were doing. We just were having a good time doing it. And Caleb had a whole setup. And so he helped us, uh, record whole shows and we kind of had a couple topics. And so he recorded it for us. And then, uh, we had a few, um, like fully recorded episodes of our podcast. We call it the Joey and Shiloh show. And then, uh, fast forward about six months. This is about a year ago. So it's kind of boring, but it's funny. We, we met someone who could help us, uh, get our, the, the recorded shows up on YouTube and then Spotify and Apple. And so the idea that we had, um, a long time ago, it actually kind of started coming to fruition without us really even knowing it. And, uh, <laughs> then we were on Spotify. And so we, and, and all the while me and Joey just thought this is the funniest thing because, um, we didn't really have a plan or a goal. And so fast forward to about, it was about six months ago, uh, four, four, five, six, six months ago, maybe. And I, I met with a friend who 
he was uh, he had a radio show and he didn't know we did a podcast. And I told him, yeah, we did a podcast. And then that is how we kind of started talking uh, with uh, with Salem. And next thing we know, we have a live show Sunday mornings at nine that sometimes we forget about. And so we <laughs> for all for all. 36,000 of you download downloaders out there. We just, we love you. Thank you guys for being a part of the journey. Um, and, and me and Joey, I just got off the phone with them. Uh, but we're, we're, this is a total God thing for us. And this is what I mean by that. We, we're not slick enough to think that we know what we're doing. Um, really me, me and Joey started having conversations probably about four or five years ago and they were, because we're pretty light and funny guys, but they started getting pretty heavy um, and they started getting pretty real. And at that time I was going through a divorce and I had, uh, I had just recently been out of rehab. And so my life kind of, you know, my life flipped, turned upside down. And Joey was really one of my, my best friends. And we would just talk and, and, you know, we've both done therapy and, you know, we, we you know, I listen to a ton of podcasts and I, 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 I we do what we can to, to just get in a better place mentally. But me and Joey found a lot of, I think the words relatability or magic and just talking to each other. Um, and, and, and it helped. And I mean, there were some dark days for sure where I don't think either one of us had answers, but we just started talking to each other. And there was something about when, when you have somebody that you can talk to, it, it helps you kind of shoulder the load you know, it's just one more day. And so we, we don't like to be overly bleak. You know, I, I think we both realize that life is, life is full of ups and downs. And sometimes the downs are just a little bit harder, um, than, than what we maybe thought they would be. And so, you know, the, the heart of this show is, is just to be almost like a listening ear. Um, you know, we, I don't think either one of us have answers. I, I think between us both, we have, you know, maybe six junior college credits. And so we're definitely not, we're not skilled in, um, in, in helping people, but, but me and Joey have found a lot of solace in, in just talking. And so that is, that's kind of a, it's, it's a, it's a passion. It's a thing of passion, uh, that, that we started doing and, and here we are. And so it's Sunday morning and, uh, we are excited to be here and I wanted to share with you guys kind of a little bit more about my, um, my personal journey. And I've, I've hinted, uh, at it and, and kind of talked not in detail, but kind of what, what I've gone through. Um, that was really kind of the launching point for a lot of me and Joey's conversations. But, uh, so to get right into it, I, I grew up in a great home, very blessed, both my mom and dad love Jesus. I grew up in the church. I was very, very blessed by that. They've been married for 35 years. Um, they have a very accomplished ministry that reaches children across the world. And, and I've been just super blessed to have the, the family that I have. And, um, just God's always had me. And I, th- I think some of you out there know what I'm talking about, you know, of just, I just get lucky. You know, I, I grew up in a good home. Things just always seem to work for me. And, and, and so I, it was, life was, life was good. Life was never bad, but I, I ended up enjoying drinking. Drinking was very fun for me. And what started out as kind of, it was, it was seem it was like fun, you know, it was harmless fun. There wasn't really a whole lot to it. Um, some nights I drank more than I should, but it was always a good time. And so that was, that was kind of where, where life started getting a little bit, um, what's the word? Harry, you know, cause I came from, and, and what I, what I've learned to describe it as is it's like, you know, some people, they have, you know, like people love the stories where, um, you know, it's like the, it's like 42 to zero and it's the fourth quarter and, you know, they end up coming back and winning. And that's, you know, personally, that, that's my dad's story. My, my dad was able to make it through crazy circumstances. Um, and, you know, give me the best life he could, you know, me and me and my siblings, the best life. And he made it through crazy adversary, 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 something. But, um, and, and what I've, what I've learned to say is it's like, you know, when you get, when you get launched 
and you come from a good family, it's like you give up a big lead. It's, you know, it's like it was, you know, 32 to zero in my favor. And then I just, for whatever reason, you know, life and this and that, I, I, I blew the lead. And there's, there's like a guilt that comes with that. Um, because you, you doing what you know, you shouldn't, and you know, everyone's watching and it's like, Oh, this, this shouldn't, this, it shouldn't be the way it is. And so, um, you know, Ben, what I mean by that is I just, you know, drinking led me to a really sad kind of dark place. And, um, it wasn't always like that. It started out fun, you know, uh, it was just going out with the boys or, you know, watching a game and, and it was fun and there was no problems. And then, you know, eventually, you know, all said and done, um, I've been on the show cops twice and, uh, I've been arrested probably 10 or 11 times. And so I've, I had a good run with it, but, um, you know, fast forward to 2020 and I had, I, I was drinking way more than I wanted to and it, it became a big problem. And again, too, coming at, you know, as a Christian, it's like, I, I'd be in church, you know, and all the promises were yes and amen. And you're doing all this. And for me, it was just, it was this conflict. It was the, it was like this weird dichotomy. Cause it was going, well, I'm a Christian, but I'm like doing something I know I shouldn't. And I don't know if anybody knows, but it's like eating me up on the inside. Like, I just wish it was, I, I, I wish I could, I wish I could stop or, or I wish I could do it less. And so that was, um, and you know, the worst part was people started finding out. Um, you know, it, it, and it didn't take away from who I was, you know, people still thought I was a good guy and, you know, my, my family name was still intact, but I was doing a good job of really kind of blowing it. And it, it just on the inside, it just hurt because I knew I was, I wasn't living up to my potential and I was like a potential guy. And some of, some of you may be that where it's like, man, this guy's got so much potential, you know, and, and for me, people ended up finding out that I did drink and, and there'd be some stories and it was like, Oh yeah, if he could just figure that out, you know, if he could just figure that out, he did do so well. And, and it was frustrating because even though I had so much drive and ambition, um, I couldn't, I couldn't stop drinking or I couldn't drink less. And what, what started out as kind of something I could do without anybody knowing, you know, people started finding out more and more and my, and, and by people, I mean, my friends, you know, particularly, you know, I, I, I got calls and texts and I was like, Hey man, like, you know, we kind of hear, uh, we've been hearing stuff and it was like, yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm good guys. I'm good. I promise I'm good. Um, you know, I just, I just have to start, I just work out more and I got to get back to working out or, and it just, there was, I, I didn't have any, I didn't have like any solutions, you know, it, it just, it kind of, just snowballed into something. Um, and, and it was very sad because it used to be fun and then it wasn't really fun anymore, but I, but I didn't, I couldn't stop. And so, um, I know about what that feels like. Um, anybody out there who, whether you're in that place or you've got a friend or a family member, um, it's like, can't you just stop? Or, you know, if, if you loved me, couldn't you just stop? Or, you know, it's like you've, you've got this great job or you've got, you know, a, a child or a couple of kids. And it's like, can't you just stop? And those were the hardest conversations because I really wanted to. Um, I really and I meant to. And, you know, I, I leave those conversations so defeated because it was like, what's wrong with me? Like, what, why if if I really did love this person or if I really did care enough, I would just stop. And I couldn't. And so um, that led me to a place where I ended up having in 2020 going into treatment. And it was a total God thing because I've talked about it, you know, sometimes, you know, with me and Joe on the show. But like, I I remember, guys, this is going to sound, you know, silly, but I remember um, telling my my first wife at the time, like, you know, God's going to heal me. Right. Like, you know, grace is going to come through. And I tell my family that too. And, and they were like, yeah, but are you going to stop? And, and I was like, well, and, and I just, 
I banked on God because I knew, I knew the life that I wanted to live and how I was living. I didn't know how I was going to get there, but I know God's good and I know God's big. And so there was just this, it was almost like a secret prayer where I was like, God, you've, you've split the Red Sea. Like you've done a lot of things. If you could perchance by some wake, if you could help me, because I don't necessarily know if I even want to stop, but if you could, that would be great. And that prayer was answered. And June 29th, 2020 was my last drink. And I ended up being, uh, going into a treatment center. And I realized that I, I had a condition where when I put alcohol in my body, um, I, I can't process it and I have a mind that doesn't believe it. And so, uh, it's been a, it's been a beautiful journey, um, out of that. Once, once I became aware and accepted that and there was, and me and Joey talk about a lot, but you know, reaping and sowing. And one thing I want to make sure it's very, I'm very clear is, you know, the grace of God, it's unmerited favor. We can't do anything for it. He just does it for us. But that doesn't take away from consequences. It, it doesn't like I, I had to walk through a lot of the wreckage that I caused. Yes, I got my miracle. Um, and, and, and by the grace of God, I'm sober today. But but it did not come without consequences. And so I, I know there's a, I wouldn't say a lot, but there's people that, you know, when you talk about grace and you talk about God doing things, you know, there it's almost like, yeah, but but, you know. God's gonna, you gotta pay for it. And I'm going, yeah, you, you, you do. But for me in my life, it's never, my consequences never outweighed the goodness of God. And what I mean by that is I love that saying that you cannot over, um, you, you can't, well, it's not over. You, you, you can't, yeah, you can't oversimplify how small the devil is when you compare him to how good God is. And, and for me, that's the case in my life. You know, no matter how, you know, how much you want to talk about the bad in my life, God's just so much bigger. Um, and again, that's not, I'm not belittling the consequences. I'm not belittling the things that I did because I did, I caused a lot of wreckage. And, um, you know, I, I don't, I don't say that lightly. Uh, you, you know, there's, there's still things that I go through, even sober today, but, but things that I caused many years ago, um, I still have to face a lot of that. Uh, and, and by the grace of God is getting less and less, but you know, the Elohim Bible talks about sin and there's a weight of sin, you know, and it's like, we, we can't get away from that, you know, and, and, and I'm, I'm, you know, I, I happen to believe like, like just, you know, for me and my like life and, you know, stuff with God, I remember there was a time where, cause I grew up in the church. I was saved when I was four. Um, I remember coming home from a Sunday night church service and Greg Laurie was on the radio and he said, you know, do you want to live in heaven with Jesus forever? And I was like, yeah. And he was, you have to accept Jesus in your heart. And it was crystal clear as a four year old. I, I just understood. I was like, yeah, I want Jesus to live in my heart. I want to go to heaven. And, and I was saved when I was four and, you know, praise God. But I didn't realize till much later in my life that I was, there's things that I had to wrestle through on my own. And, the big one was righteousness because I didn't realize, you know, righteousness is right standing with God. And that's not based on anything I did or I'll ever do. My righteousness is based on what Jesus did on the cross. He took my sin and he gave me his righteousness. And so I, I was working for something for a long time. And when I, when God showed me that I, I was working for something I already had, it was, it was very freeing. It was, it was a crazy experience because it's, it's what I always wanted. You know, I just, I thought I had to do better and be better as a Christian. And I learned that Jesus did it for me. And so I, I always like to point back to, to Jesus and, and what he's done for me. But a lot of times I feel like sometimes that gets lost in translation of going, well, Shiloh, because you talk a lot about Jesus, it, you're making little of your sin. And it's like, no, I'm not making little of my sin. I'm making a lot about Jesus because where, where sin is, where sin abounds, grace is all the more. And, and that's really kind of like, you know, my, my story, um, is I've just, 
where I've blown it. And it's like Joseph, you know, like Joseph, unfortunately, he didn't cause any of the things that happened to him. They were caused to him, but God still worked it all out for his good. And, you know, in my life, I've caused the things that have happened to me, but God has still worked it out for his good. And so, um, you know, me and Joey started kind of talking about a few of these things. In fact, I thought about this the other day, but Joey was my first call in rehab. Um, I, there was like a little pay phone and I, I remember writing a few numbers down. Um, and so me and Joey kind of just been walking through this together and it's been a special thing. And you know what? I, 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 I hope all of you out there, I, I, I pray and hope you guys have somebody, um, kind of like the relationship that me and Joey have where you don't necessarily fix things. You just get to talk about them with somebody because I think there's a healing that happens in that space. And we, you know, we joke and we make light of how much we love therapy because we do. But, you know, I, I think when you just have somebody you can talk to and get stuff off, I think, I think a huge, at least for me, I can speak to it. A lot of it's just, it's bigger in my head than it is like real. And so getting a lot of those things off of my chest and out of my head, I feel lighter. And I, it's not that I solve any answers. You know, it's not that, you know, my life is better. It's just like I, I got to tell somebody that. And so that's kind of really the – it was out of that that this this radio show was born and the podcast was born of just two people that are are very imperfect and they – they talk about what they're going through and we've noticed a lot of, you know, for me, it's, it's health. It's, I, I feel better, you know, when, when me and Joey talk, I feel better. Um, and it's, it's not necessarily that we actually ever solve anything, but we, we just talk about things. And so that's kind of that, that's the heart of this show, you guys. And so, you know, if you guys have anything that you guys are going through and, you, you just want to talk about it, you know, you can, we, we'd love to hear emails or, uh, you know, you can call us the, the emails info at the Joey and Shiloh show.com. And, you know, we're not here to give any advice. We're not here to tell you what to do, but we are a listening ear. And, and I know how, um, I, I know how important that's been in my life. And so I don't mean to paint an overly bleak picture. You know, we have really, really good lives um, I'm, I'm so blessed now, uh, and, and God continues to just blow me away with how good he is. And I don't mean that in a cheesy way. It, it's really, it's God is so good. And so that's, that's kind of the whole, that's how we got here today. We got here today because there's two broken people that ended up talking about their brokenness together. And it sounds weird, you know, but like, you know, we, we, we go to, you know, we go to church and we go to men's prayer and we talk with other Christians and, you know, me and Joey just kind of found this kind of cool spot where it was like, okay, we'll tell those people some things, but, but the real stuff we'll kind of tell each other. And, and there's a few other people in our circle. So that, that is where we are today, guys. And so I just, I wanted to share that with you. So we're going to take a quick break and uh, I hope to hear from some of you today uh, on the call-in. So we will be back. Welcome back. It is Shiloh with the Joey and Shiloh Show. Uh, well, enough of the emo Nemo. Um, no, not really. But I, the, the other thing I wanted to talk about today is, uh, cause me and Joey talk often about Jesus and we talk about faith and we talk about Christianity and, uh, we, we touch on some things and we haven't really got into, I think, deeper theological discussions and, but it's on purpose. And because, um, you know, we, we both have our walks with Jesus, you know, we, we, we both have grown up in the church, but there's, you know, it, it's, it's like, that's saying, uh, be the change you want to see in the world. And I personally believe everyone's got an opinion, but maybe not a right to share it. 
And right now in life, so many people have opinions and it, it's, it's like, sometimes I feel like opinions outweigh truth by just sheer volume. Everyone's got an opinion. Everyone's got, you know, their, you know, their opinion of what you should do or what you shouldn't do. And, and so I, I personally, I like to sometimes, I just like to be quiet, um, on certain subjects and topics because I'm good with, with Jesus and Jesus is good with me. Uh, it's like, I think it's an old song. Jesus is still all right with me. But, um, but I, I, I will take a little bit of time to tell you guys how I got to where I got. And it started in, uh, I went on a YWAM DTS. And if you're not familiar with that, neither was I. And I had no idea that it was missionary work. And so I ended up accidentally being in the Amazon basin for two months and doing missionary work. And I remember my first, my like first couple days there, there was another kid with me and it was like this weird Christian contest of like who could save more people. And you know, he had this like radical conversion one day of this kid who was like, I guess he was smoking a bunch of weed and his parents were mad at him. And, you know, he found out that the white Christians were in town. And so he went down and he, uh, he ended up getting saved. And I remember I was so mad. I was so freaking angry that this kid who I was in a contest with, and it was an unspoken contest, mind you, but that he got this really cool conversion. And so, uh, you know, I had the kids the next day and I just hit a home run talking about joy. And I think like 40 kids raised their hands. And so, you know, I like looked at him and winked and it was like, you know, it's 40 to one, bud. But, um, no, not, not really, but that, that's kind of like where I was. I, I always, I, I, I operated out of a deficit with God and I had to do for him and I had to do for him. And it when when I read a book that it just went into the implications of what Jesus did and what that meant for me, something in me changed and how the story goes, why God is so cool. And, and this is, and we talked about it like last week, but if you guys are going through something and it's like, I just, I personally never, it never helped me when people were like, just do, just do, just do like the right thing with Christy. It just didn't. I, I like for me, you know, it's like when you see a sign on the lawn that says, don't walk on it. I just walked on it. And so, um, that was just kind of the, the cut, the cloth I was cut from. And so, you know, with God, it was kind of always like that. It was like, just don't, 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 don't. And God, God did something in my life that kind of, he, I learned who he was um, from him doing it. It wasn't anything I did. It was what he did. And so that, as the story goes, I was in Brazil and, you know, I was fasting and I was a horrible faster because I was just angry all day. Um, and, you know, I was, I was trying to read a lot and I was, me and this guy were in a contest, Bible reading, unspoken naturally, but um, I was just doing, 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 doing. And it was just so draining. Like it was just, I was miserable. Um, and I was trying to like force the work of God. And I remember we were praying for people for healing. And there was one day we went out, prayed for like five or six people and none of them got healed. And we were walking back to the house and I was like, Hey guys, I need a minute. And they were like, what? And I was like, I, I got to go talk to God real quick. And I let God have it in a field in Brazil. And I said, you are embarrassing yourself and you're embarrassing us. Cause we came out here to heal people and you're not doing anything. And so I hope you're okay with that, that you just, you're, you're making yourself look silly. And, um, it was the first time that I really actually kind of told God how I felt. And it was weird because I felt wrong. And what I've come to learn is, is I believe God actually really likes that. And, and when we, when we talk to God, like we talk to other people, because first of all, he knows our thoughts. And so he's not surprised. Um, and I don't personally think God's, uh, he's not surprised at swear words. And so, um, there's been times where I've talked to God and I've used a lot of swear words and, um, I happen to think he's, he, he's gracious and big enough and, and he understands where I'm at. And so anyway, and we're in Brazil and I'm just striving and I'm fasting and I'm trying to speak in tongues and I don't know if it's working and I'm trying to be prophetic and 
I don't know if that's working either. And everyone I'm praying for is not getting healed. And I'm getting in fights with the, the other missionaries. And um, we had a translator and I ended up getting in a big disagreement with him one day playing soccer. And so he didn't want to talk to me anymore, um, which is weird because, you know, when you're preaching and somebody's translating for you and, and they don't like you, it gets really awkward. And so if you guys are planning on going on to a foreign country where you have a translator, I would suggest you don't get in a heated argument um, and a screaming match over the soccer fields and then have him translate for you that night because that's just a little bit uncomfortable. But uh, there was a day we had in prayer and I tried to be prophetic and, you know, we were reading books on how to hear from God and, you know, stuff like that. And it just, none of it seemed to work for me. And I was sincere as one person possibly could be, but it just didn't work for me. And, and I didn't know why. And I was okay with it. You know, I was like, whatever, God, I get it. You know, I just, um, and I, we got prayed for like, you know, the Holy Spirit to come over us one day. And I was like the first person to stand up and the guy was like, does, does anybody want the Holy Spirit? Um, like, you know, to be baptized. And I was I, me and I want the whole thing. I want to fall over, you know, all that. And, um, you know, to my surprise, you know, I, it was like probably 30 minutes into this prayer meeting. Um, I look around, you know, cause I was praying the whole time. I look around and the whole room's laid out and I'm the only one standing. And I'm like, Oh wait, I, I no God smite me. You know, I like, like I want to feel it. Like whatever this, however everyone else is falling down. I want that too. And you know, I just didn't go down <laughs> and I, and I wanted to. And you know, my, I'm very clever because I left that thinking, well, you know what? That guy just didn't have enough of the Holy Spirit to knock me over. So it's not me, Sam. And, uh, and you know, that's just kind of how that's how a lot of those stories went where just, I was like the odd one out with, with God. Um, and, and I, to be honest, I still feel like that sometimes. Um, you know, there's been, there's been situations where it's like, you know, people will pray and you know, something happens for them and, you know, not all the time, but oftentimes, you know, I'm like, well, not me. And I've learned more recently, that's just a matter of belief. Uh, I just have to stay believing even when it doesn't seem like anything's happening. Stay believing because the Bible is littered with people that stayed believing against all odds and they ended up seeing God come through. And so, um, I've been able to, by the grace of God, kind of, kind of wear that. But, uh, so back to Brazil. So we were in a prayer one day and I felt like I got this name and his name was Peter. And, um, I, I did, I did, I felt so holy, but I had blown it a couple of times with, with trying to be prophetic, you know, and, uh, we had a great group of guys out there. So like, I would say, you know, I'd go up and be like, dude, I feel like God's telling me to tell you something. And they were like, oh, yes. Like, you know, what is it laid on me? And I'd give it to them and they, they'd start laughing and I was like, okay, well maybe it was, maybe I missed it. And they're like, no, well, I'm believing for it, you know? And, uh, and so I was used to kind of not just the whole thing, not working out, but there's what I got this name, Peter. And, you know, it was like four or five times, you know, prior to that, you know, I just kind of missed the boat. And so I went up to, to one of the guys I was with and I was like, buddy, I know I keep saying things, but like, I, I'm just going to say it again. And I think I got a name, Peter. And he started laughing and, um, uh, I was like, I just want to tell you, I don't know where two more gather just in case something does happen. And so, uh, and I'm an, I, I, I tend to be very anxious and I tend to be very stressful and, um, I'm a doer. And so the, the rest of the, after I, after that was in the morning and, you know, we were, I don't, we were just going around like praying for people and just doing, you know, missionary stuff, which by the way, I'm not, I, I'm not, a, I'm not a good missionary. I just don't, I'm not good at it. Uh, I don't like foreign countries. I don't like dirt and I don't like outdoors. And so I don't know why I was in Brazil, but praise God. And we're walking around and every kid I could see, I went up to that day and asked him their name. What's your name? What's your name? Cause I was looking for Peter and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to harness the power of God. And so it was like dozens of kids and I could feel myself striving. I was like, Oh, I'm going to do this. I want to do this. And it was uncomfortable and it was not easy. It was just, it was like, ah, and, um, eventually like halfway through the day, this girl said, Pedra. And I was like, okay, God, the female version of Peter, Pedra. Oh, here it is. And what, you know, I'm going to pray for her. What are we going to do today? And nothing happened. And, you know, I was like, okay, God, well, maybe that was it. You know, 
may, maybe, you know, and one thing I, I'm going to encourage myself and maybe you guys too, but there's a difference between good and God. And that's one thing I'm walking through right now is sometimes it's so close and it feels so good, but it's just not God. And, and what I mean by that is we know in our heart of hearts, you know, it says go, like, trust your gut. We know when things are like, we know what awe is, you know, we know what amazement is. And sometimes it's not that it, it's, it's whatever happens is good, but it's not that amazement. It's not that. Wow. It's, it's not that heartfelt. Holy crap. And so, um, stay believing for that amazement to come. Uh, cause I believe God's big enough to do it. But so as the story goes, we, we kept going that day and we were walking around. I kept asking kids their names and I was like, maybe Pedro was the one God wanted, you know, I was kind of like disappointed, you know, I was like, whatever, God again. Um, and then I get in a big argument and basically get kicked, you know, out of the group again. And so I had to go back to make dinner that night. And so, uh, I'm on the way home. It's, I remember it was a Friday night and I was just so annoyed and everyone was wrong and I was right. And the argument, they were all wrong and they were all stupid heads and I was the right one. And, uh, so me and of all people, Michael, we're walking back to the house that night and I was, I mean, I was like livid. I forget what the argument was, but they kicked me out and I had to go back to the house. And so we're on our way back and I'd completely forgot about the, the Peter thing. I was just so in a fit of passion. Um, and there was this group of kids, uh, playing, uh, football, footy, footy, football, but, uh, soccer. And <laughs> this group of kids came up to me. And for the only time that I can remember in the two months I was in Brazil, this kid came up to me and he asked me my name. And all day I had been going up to kids asking them their name, specifically to find this one kid, and which I did not find. But he came up and he's like, what's your name? And I was like, meu nome é Chuchu. And because in Brazil, Chuchu was easier than Chilo. And so I just went by Chuchu. And... I, I was like, what's your name? And he said, Mio name is Peter. And I was standing next to Michael. I was like, Michael, <laughs> I think I found Peter. And, um, and, but then instantly I was like, what do I got to do? I got to save this kid. Um, you know, cause my parents have a ministry and they literally save kids around the world. And I was like, this, I'm going to save them. And, you know, as the story goes, he just ran off and continued playing, uh, soccer with his friends. And me and Michael kept walking and I, but I was like, I was so anxious and I was so stressed. And I was like, God, what did, like, that was, that was a kid, right? Like you gave me this name. And again, to guys, if you're listening, like the prophetic or like words of knowledge or all this, if, if you don't get it, neither do I. So it, it's, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm a super saint by any means. You know, when I've heard God talk, it, cause it's such a bold thing. You know what I mean? I heard, you know. God talk. I, a lot of times it's just, it's a thought and, and I don't necessarily know if it's me or if it's, you know, the universe or if it's, you know, I don't know what it is. It could be the caffeine. And so it's never, it's never, you're never batting a thousand, but, um, I do believe that God will get to us and he'll get through us if we're just willing. And so there, there's a little bit of, um, you know, there's a little bit of leeway that, you know, you kind of got to work through, but, so anyway, I was like, well, God, what the heck was that? You know, I met this kid, Peter. Um, I, you know, I had this name, you know, I had enough faith to tell this other guy, you know, maybe this, you know, but I, we, we were walking home and I was stressed. I was like, oh my gosh, I, I missed it. I was supposed to save him, you know, maybe, he, you know, I didn't what, and, and I remember Michael was like, well, dude, I just think God just wanted to show you that. I was like, Michael, you simpleton, you don't understand. You don't realize how smart I am. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm profound, but then it was in that moment. I felt like God told me again. And he said, Shiloh, I just did that to show you how big I am. And then I had this sense of awe and amazement. And it was an overwhelming sense of, oh my gosh. Uh, and God just kind of reminded me of going, there was nothing you could do to arrange that. That was me. And I want you to realize how big I am. And after that, some, that, that, that encounter, was was what I bank uh, God on. He that that situation that happened in that day. Um, it there was too many. Um, there was it, it. It was too like you know because I, I love coincidences or, or God's way of saying anonymous. But I, I couldn't have. 
I couldn't have on my own, like drum that up. And, you know, if you're listening, it's like, well, dude, it's just a name. I get it, you know? And I don't necessarily think it was a profound move of God, but I think God is oftentimes in the mundane. And, and so for me, that was just a huge moment where I was like, God, you are real, aren't you? And he was like, yeah. And I'm very big and I'm in, I'm, I'm in a lot of control. And so that, what ended up happening through that experience was my faith in the living God, a living God, um, started to grow because I, I wanted, I wanted to see something beyond me, bigger than me happen. And it did. And, you know, it was, it was so cool of God because, um, really, really after that, it, what God showed me is, and, and I, I, I like wrote it down and I just felt like God said, I'm big. I'm a big God. And then you go to the Bible and it's funny because the God of the Bible was a big God, you know, and, and his name for the big God, the all powerful was El Shaddai. And he happened to split seas and he, you know, he, there's so many crazy stories. Like the story where Joshua told God, he's like, God stop the sun from setting so I can kill all these people. And God stopped the sun from setting. So Joshua could kill all these people. Like there's crazy stories in the Bible about about God that the things he can do. And so I know for me, I haven't seen um, that kind of those crazy things. And maybe you have. And, and I'm, I'm genuinely happy for people um, because I know that God heals people. And I know that God provides supernatural resource. And I know and I've heard those stories my whole life. My parents, you know, they, they have story after story after story of checks ending up in the mail or checks on a, uh, you know, on the windshield and, and, you know, healing. And like, I I believe all that, but for me, I had to see it in my own life for me to call it real. And so I believe God's big enough to do that. And so, you know, that, that was kind of for like, for me, cause I knew, I knew what to say in church, you know, like I, going to church, I was, I was down with it. You know, I, I knew how to, but it was, it wasn't real to me. And, and so that encounter made it all real. And, um, it's, it's been pretty cool to see what God's done since then, because my life has been littered with problems ever since then. And I don't necessarily think following Jesus looks like your life gets easier. I think, you know, when you realize what righteousness is and that, you know, the, 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 the gift and the work of Jesus, it gives you a profound sense of peace. And for me, I've had a lot of ups and downs and you know what guys, to be honest, a lot of my ups and downs are because I can't balance my own checkbook. Right. And I yell and I, and I make something out of nothing. And so, you know, I, I, because there's people out there that actually have real ups and downs and reals relative. Right. But like, you know, they're, they're, my heart goes out to people that, you know, they, there's a medical condition and, and it, it has nothing to do with them, you know, and, and or, or something happened in their life and in their family and, and they can't control it. And, you know, with me in my life, a lot of my problems, a lot of my downs are because of my decisions and, and my choices. And so um, I've still seen God show up even in those places. Um, and so, you know, I you know, my, my relationship with, with God and the church and Jesus and all that is it's, it's pretty complex just because I still know how to talk to talk, you know, and, and pretend and, you know, God is good all the time and he is, you know, but, um, you know, there's been times when I've been in church and it feels like everything in my life is flipped upside down and, and I don't really know, you know, I don't know how to articulate it with people. Um, and maybe it's because I'm just having an off day or maybe it's because my anxiety is kicking. Um, but, I know what that's like to just kind of, you know, cause I'm the type of person, you know, when I go to church, I'm expecting a life changing miracle, you know, whether it's a Wednesday or a Sunday, you know, I, I, I'm that type of person that I believe in one touch, God can change everything. And so, um, sometimes it's hard because it's like, which I could you just, just, how about just go to church and hope that it's a good song and you feel good. And I do, but I also think that, you know, when you look at the God of the Bible, it's just littered with things that change people's lives. And so, um, if, if you guys are in a situation right now where you need something bigger than you, um, I implore you to, um, to just keep hoping, just hope, um, and have faith 
that maybe there's a God that's big enough. And, you know, because, you know, it's funny. I always took offense to the saying of, you know, if he do it for me, he could do it for you. And I'm like, well, just because he did it for you doesn't mean he's going to do it for me. And I, I don't really care about your story. And, you know, I, <laughs> I'm, I want, I want God to do it for me. And so if he did it for you, great, but that I don't care. Um, just to be honest, but, and it's, it's like the story of Thomas. Like I've always related to Thomas, uh, because Peter, James and John were, were Jesus's favorite. And, and <laughs> is that biblical? I don't know, but they got to go up to the mountain and Thomas didn't. And so did he do something inherently wrong? I don't think so, but there was just, there was that dynamic, right? Where, you know, a lot of people got more airtime and, you know, I related to Thomas because he, he said, I don't believe that Jesus is who he is until I see him. And I've kind of had that a lot of times in my life where I go, listen, I get it. You guys got a healing or in 1982, God did something and, and I'm happy for you, but I I need to see it with my own eyes. And it's so funny because when you look at how, how graceful Jesus is, like Peter blew it and he blew it royally. And it was funny because God met him where they originally met or where they had that in, in the first encounter. Jesus was on the beach waiting for him. And Peter was probably no, no doubt like embarrassed because he did exactly what he said he wouldn't do. And Jesus was just waiting for him and he had, he had breakfast cooked for him. And you know, I, how the, I, I believe that conversation went, Jesus didn't really say anything. He just smiled and Peter knew, and he's like, he's not mad at me. And he, and Peter kind of had to work through his stuff. Um, and Peter was wild because he ended up jumping out of the boat with his cloak on. And so, um, you know, Peter loved Peter, but Thomas, Thomas, I relate to a little bit more because Everyone else felt it. Every, like, they were like, or I should say felt it. Everyone else, they, they believed it. And, and Thomas didn't. Now, remember, these guys walked with Jesus and saw him do miracles like crazy for three years. And so it, it's like, we knock our faith. Like, I think today we should just pat ourselves on the back because, you know, we, we weren't walking with Jesus in the physical form. They were they saw him do crazy things day in and day out and for years. And Thomas still had this thing after seeing all that, you know, and that's cause it's like, you know, if you're like me and you go to church and there's a healing you know, day or something like that, I, I'm all for it. Like I just get excited. You know, I just love being around it and, and maybe something happens or, you know, maybe something doesn't, but I'm just, I'm, I'm down with it. And, and Thomas was down with it for three years. Like he knew like I, I love in the Bible where it says Jesus healed everyone. Like he goes into a town and it says everyone. And it's like, that means there was hours, hours of Jesus praying for people and something was changing in their life. And if you've ever been around a miracle, it's crazy because it's so natural. It's super, it's supernatural, but it's like, there's almost this weird, weird thing that happens where it doesn't like you, you feel like there's going to be like a, like audible voice or a big light. And it's like, no, it's like, you just touch somebody and you pray for them and then they like tell you they feel better. It's really weird. It's, it's weird how natural it is. But back to Thomas, he saw that every day, every day for three years. And then they say, you know, Jesus, you know, he's, he's alive. And Peter or Thomas was like, well, that's good for you. This is shallow paraphrasing, but he said, that's good for you. And I'm, I'm glad that your faith is, is there and that you believe him. I don't. And what he needed is he needed a physical touch from God. And what I believe, when you look at the five love languages, you know, it makes so much sense. I think God speaks to us through love languages. I th- I think we all have kind of a, a love language with God. And, and I think if we're honest with him and let him prove it, he will. And in Thomas, physical touch, love, love Thomas, because he needed to feel the touch of God, like like he didn't, he didn't need a car or a house or, you know, a relationship. He needed to feel God and, you know, how loving God is, is, you know, Jesus, he didn't, he didn't say like, you know, you're so wrong, like, you know, lack of faith, you know, woe is you. He just, he showed up and he just put his hands out for Thomas to touch. And in that moment, that's when Thomas, his belief was, was enabled, his faith 
was actualized. He, he, he was able to see and get what he needed from God. And so I just want to, I want to encourage myself first and foremost to go, if God is that big, you guys, if God is that big, let's put, let's put it on him. Like, let's do what Thomas did. We, we don't have to sit in, sit in the room to sit in the back of the rooms and kind of just, well, you know, I heard somebody had something, you know, like they, they, they bought a miracle house like two years ago and, and that's why God's good. Like let, let, let's, let's push to the front and not necessarily physically, but let's just, let's leave it on God, you know? And it's like, I, I, cause I believe, I believe God is that big, you guys. And so, um, thank you guys for bearing with me today and we will be back next week and, um, Joey, Joey will be excited to be back, but I, I had fun talking with you guys today and it was a one-sided talk. That's more of a monologue rather than a conversation, but uh, we'd, we'd love to hear what you guys have to say. And so again, the, uh, the email is info at the Joey and com. And if there's anything you guys want to hear us talk about, or you guys have any feedback or anything, we'd, we'd, we'd love to hear you guys. And so, um, I hope you guys have a blessed Sunday and let's stay believing that the big God's going to show up in our week this week. So to all of you people listening, we love you. And we're praying blessings over your week, you guys. Thank you for listening to the Joey and Shiloh Show. If you have a question or comment for the boys, email them at info at the joeyandshilohshow.com. That's info at the Joey and Shiloh Show.com. Make sure to tune in next week. And remember, you can listen anytime to all their podcasts by searching the Joey and Shiloh Show on your favorite podcast provider. Estás atrapado en el tráfico, pero luego hay una recompensa para ti. Una modelo, la marca de los luchadores. Mantienes la calma a pesar de las bocinas, las largas filas y los gritos. ¡Muévete! Así que al llegar a casa, sírvete esta dorada y refrescante lager, porque tú sabes que tu paciencia vale oro. Tú eres un luchador y esta es tu recompensa. Modelo, la marca de los luchadores. Todo con medida importada por Crown Imports, Chicago, Illinois.